All right, we're back with another episode on The Right Track with Brad. And today we are with Trevor Champion. Hello, everyone. And Hello, I also got my shirt that says Champion on it, too. Really? So it's kind of ironic. Uh, uh, I get that a lot. We're like, I say my last name, and people are like, Bro, Champion? Like the brand? Or like. Oh, yeah. Sort of. How do you feel with that last name? Like, do you like having it? I think it's, it's such a cool last name. Um, yeah, I was actually uh, sort of bullied for it in like elementary and middle school. What? Um, <laughs> because they were like, I, I was kind of a loser. And so a lot of people would be like, how is your last name Champion? But you're such a loser. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so that was tough. But um, I'll tell you what, man, it is, it, it's really cool. I mean, just be like, yeah, like Mr. Champion. Yeah. Like, I, I, think that's, I, I think that's just a cool name to have. And cool. it, it flows with your first name, too. You think so? Yeah, like, a, like a two-syllable name. Like, it's, for the people that know me, I'm always talking about how I don't like how my name is a one-syllable name. Because, really? Because when I tell people my name, they think I'm either stuttering or I'm not saying it full. Okay. Because if you ask me my name, I say, Brett. It's like... Oh, okay. It just sounds like you're hitting something against the wall, like, Brett, you know? Like... <laughs> So for Trevor, it's like, oh, that's a common name, you know that. Interesting. So. I'm gonna have to keep that in mind with naming because I don't, I don't think I, I put that together. But really? I see it. Dude, I, I overthink on stuff like that. So yeah, totally. <laughs> I think two syllable names perfect. So, um, but yeah. So NBA playoffs are going on. I know you're a huge Sixers fan. Well, I don't know if you're a huge Sixers fan. Right into it. I just, I know you're. Yeah. No. I mean, I'd say I'm. I'd say I'm a huge 76ers fan. And why are you a Sixers fan out of all the NBA teams? Um, gosh, you know what, before, before I get into that, um, sports, sports are so big to me, uh, and so to the people around me, uh, like most of them know who my favorite sports teams are. Like I'm just outward, uh, with my affection for them. Mm -hmm. Um, however, if you know, if you, if you don't really know me, but you hear my favorite sports teams, you're going to think I'm a bandwagon because all my teams are really good right now, mm. but I have stories for all of them. So, um, yeah, you're like, when I was a big fan of Ben Simmons in college, uh, I mean, a six ten Australian point guard. Like, how can you not love him? Mm -hmm. uh, and and he, I, I watched him when he went to LSU, uh, and then he was drafted by the Seventy Sixers in twenty sixteen. Uh, and I was like, I'm gonna like this team. For them. And um, we had uh, one bad year um, when Ben was hurt his rookie year, and then after that, yeah. it's just been good yeah. ever since. And so it's been kind of nice. So, do you think Ben Simmons deserved the Rookie of the Year in his second season? That, that's that's we're a, getting into this already. Bro. It's, it's, it's first thing I think about Man. when I think of Ben Simmons. Yeah, um, I think back to that race. Um, I'm I'm a Louisville guy, and so I love Donovan Mitchell. Um, and so I looked at Donovan that year, and and dude was spectacular. Like, dude played his 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 yeah. butt off. Um, but let's be real. Ben Simmons was the rookie of the year. I, I think he I mean, he almost he averaged a triple-double his rookie year. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Ben Ben deserved it, so. Okay, okay. And um, so Sixers, they're, they're currently, they're leading 3-0 against the Nets. 3-0. And I know Harden is, he's been on the team for, I guess, a year now. Yeah, yeah, um, year and a half. What do you what do you think about the 76ers overall before we kind of yeah. get into just how the playoffs are going in general cuz I, I want to hear a little bit more about how you feel about the team. Um it's it's such a uh, an interesting dynamic compared to what it was like with Ben um because you know you went from uh two uh, uh in-house grown kids with Embiid and, and Ben Simmons mm -hmm. um whom uh you know the organization just put all their eggs into this basket with these two. Um, and now, uh, with, with James Harden, you get this mega superstar who uh, cemented his legacy in Houston and a little bit in OKC, um, and now he's coming to the And so it's, it's a completely in, uh, different and interesting dynamic. Um, I like it, though, man. I mean, how can you not like a team with James Harden and Joel Embiid? Yeah. I mean, you've got two, yeah. two MVP candidates. Of course, Harden's, Harden's not like he was, but... I mean, dude's still averaging 11 assists a game mm -hmm. uh, on, like, 23 points. Um, I mean, I like it. I, I I think we're the best team in the East. I, I, really? I think we're really? the best team okay. in the East. Okay. Um, we have a lot of depth. Uh, we have a lot of nice shooting, uh, nice playmaking. Um, but, I mean, we got the MVP. 
I think he's MVP. We I got do. the MVP. I do. I do think he's MVP. Uh, and we got, I mean, probably one or the second or first or second best shooting guard of all time. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you have like a big man like Embiid who can still shoot and yeah. like that that's what's fun. And then you also have um, just sort of a pure shooter like Harden. Yeah. Um, in that sense, I think that's always a good duo. Um, to have that kind of like variability with that. I think one thing that Harden has really shown uh, in his time in Philadelphia is his playmaking, is his passing. Mm. I mean, uh, I don't think anyone realized like his court awareness and vision is just out of this world. Yeah. Uh, and I think like truthfully, he's the second scoring option now. And so he's not looking to just, you know, pull up, double step back. Right. <laughs> shoot from uh, the logo. Uh, he's looking to feed and beat and, and, um, like, in my mind, even though he's not averaging 36 a game anymore like he was, mm-hmm. what was that, 2019, um, he's still playing so, so, like, so extremely well. Uh, and it's kind of going under the radar now. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't give, people don't give James Harden Yeah, because people see he's doing well, but they don't see him doing as well as he was. So yeah. they're like, oh, he's not the same player, he's not good. Yeah. Like, like no, you gotta, you gotta watch the games, you gotta look into it. I'm, I'm on NBA Twitter a lot. Uh, like, I'm, I'm super far into that sphere. Bro, everyone calls James Harden washed. Like, come on, man. It's so easy to say that when players aren't at their prime anymore. But, yeah. like, he's still good, you know? He is. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on Joel Embiid? I, I like Joel Embiid. I think he's he can be – I think his aggression and motivation and wanting to play and do well is um, – it's obviously seen in all NBA players because you need that to be in there. But I feel like he has that that next step of like wanting to do it, especially since yeah. he, he started playing basketball when he was fifteen. Yeah, like that's that's really late. I mean, that's pretty late, and he's already like this successful. There's some videos of him, um, like uh, from him playing high school ball mm-hmm. when he first moved to the states. Like he's terrible. Uh, I mean, he's got he's got uh, a motor, and and he's got uh, obviously the physical talents like height and, and strength, but right. like. He's missing layups and he's behind the backboard trying to shoot. Like he just didn't know what to do. And now look at him, um, you know, less than a decade later, hooping. Yeah, no, that, that is really cool and special to have someone on the team like yeah. that. And it's so much more fun when they they were drafted to that team. Yeah, he was drafted there, right? It wasn't yeah. like a Luca and Trey thing where they were mm-hmm. switched. Like they were third overall, there. 2014. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's always fun, and that's kind of how I feel. Um, I mean, Zach Levine didn't start with the Bulls but like he's been on the team for so long where it almost feels like he has and like when you're there for a long time and um maybe he's not like the face of the franchise with like DeMar DeRozan maybe you can kind of see them as both but um it's uh I saw this one thing where it's like you you see a logo and then you associate a player with it right away and you know when you see Lakers you might think of like Kobe or LeBron and then you see um, the Bulls, you might see like MJ, but when you see like the the Sixers, it's like AI or Embiid. Like it might be Embiid later on in the, yeah. in the future. Like when you think of the Sixers, you're gonna think of Joel Embiid. Yeah, been there for so long. That is crazy. In the same way with like Damian Lillard, like you, you think of you see the Trailblazers logo, you think of Dame. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think uh, it's fun we have the opportunity to have a player that's drafted to a team and they're still with it and. Uh, it's, I, I just I think it's so special because it's like you, like that's your team like is. that is that's who you are you're on the Sixers so. and I think I think uh, people don't like him because like they call him a foul merchant like they just say that he just puts his head down and, and draws fouls and flops um, but I mean so much of that is credited to his aggression like he is so physical um, and that dude it takes a lot especially like it takes a lot when we go out yeah. to the rock and, and do uh, pick up basketball but like this dude's fighting against professional basketball players every single night going through all this stuff. Um, and, I mean, call it what you want. Dude averages 33 a game. Like, I don't, I don't care mm-hmm. how he gets it. Yeah. He gets his points. And so who do you – so you – okay, so you you think the Sixers can actually, like, win this year? They can they can make the finals? I do. I, I have <laughs> them in – I have them in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think. You have them losing, though? I have them losing because the Celtics have the most complete team. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be ignorant to, yeah, I mean, probably. Um, especially with Brogdon just winning six-man yesterday. Like, yeah. you see, like, yeah. they're crazy deep. 
I wouldn't be too surprised if like, like if Sixers, if Sixers beat the Celtics, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'd be like, man, they did it. Yeah. Like they, they did it. That's true. And I, I honestly like hope that happens because, you know, like I, I like, you know, the Celtics have been good for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the last, you know, honestly, this, I, I would kind of say this entire like century so far, they'd be, they've been pretty good for most of the time, at least in the last 10 years. Uh, they always are making the the Eastern Conference Finals um, very often. So I'd like to see new teams kind of make it to the finals or make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I would love to see the Sixers make it there. Have, have they made the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, no, dude. Uh, yeah. they, they have. Not, I mean, not in this run with Embiid. They, yeah. um, uh, a couple years ago in 2019, when they took the Raptors to seven games, um, oh that was a, I mean, a Kawhi shot. Yes. Um, and then after that, uh, the Raptors beat the Bucks in six, and then beat the Warriors in six. And so yeah. you look at the one team that gave the Raptors seven games, the 76ers. Oh, yeah. And so you start yeah. to think, like, yeah, you know, are we are we the best team? Like, could we have beat everyone else? Mm-hmm. But no, we never made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So who do you have for the West making making finals? <laughs> That's dude. The West is it's, it's so fun. I love looking at it. I mean, like, man, they could be anyone. Yeah, I mean, gosh, dude, I feel like uh, the Suns are really safe safe answer um they were eight no i think entering um into the playoffs when when katie played um but then clippers took game one which surprised so, so I, me I and then without paul george without paul george and then last night without Kawhi and paul george the clippers lost but they only lost by five uh after norm Powell dropped 42 yeah that was, I crazy. Mean, like, that was crazy i'm like what and so you're i mean dude ty Lu is is a really really nice coach um and so I'm starting to think, like, uh, uh, if the Clippers knock out the Suns, do the Clippers have a chance? Lakers are looking, I mean, Lakers look nice after game one. Do they have mm-hmm. a chance? Golden State bounced back, got a big win last yeah. night. I mean, uh, I love the parody in the NBA. I love not not being able to know, um, not having the same teams every year like mm-hmm. we did with that Cavs Warriors yeah, stretch. Warriors, yeah. uh, but I, like, I, like, I don't even know where to I don't know who to guess I don't know where to put my bets you know yeah I think that makes it so much more fun than like you said with the Cavs Warriors like it's cool to have a dynasty but it's like I I really want to see these other players get the opportunity yeah and you know you can't control it you can't make every player that you want have a ring or win or have the opportunity um but man like this year is fun I'm having a really fun time who watching the playoffs who's who's gonna make it mm-hmm. I have Suns and Celtics because I think the Booker and KD combo is just so good. And they don't have a ton of bench, but I really think they can actually push through and uh, surpass the the Celtics. But again, I wouldn't be surprised or someone gave me their opinion saying it'd be the other way. Like this year can go either way. I I can see anything happening. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the Kings are really young, uh, but they look like a special, special group right now. Um, I like their path to get there. Um, I don't think it'll happen because I think they're going to lose first round still. Um, but but yeah, Kings. Uh, I Wait, mean, really? Maybe. I don't know. I think I think Warriors have to win the next game. You, th- I mean, they're so good at home. They're so bad on the road, but they're so good at the Chase Center. Uh, the Nuggets also, I think, is a team. Um, I mean, Nuggets have been uh, kind of this teetering one seed for like the last four seasons, basically. Um, and you know. All the analytics love Jokic, uh, and, and so like you think that the Nuggets have a, a real chance, and I, I mean I can see that. I think, dude, a Nuggets 76ers. I would love that because you would have never said that at the beginning of the season. That'd be so epic. That'd I would so, like to see that. I can finally put the Jokic uh, lovers to sleep, the Embiid haters. Oh, because Sixers would win. You're saying yes, yes, yes. That'd be an awesome match of Jokic and Embiid. I'd love to see that, man. I really would. Um, yeah, that, that's what's really fun about sports. There's just so many, like, there's there's always, uh, like, you know, the playoffs of the hot for hockey are going on right mm-hmm. now. And then, you know, we got um, in the fall with, like, baseball. And there's just, it's fun that there's sports, like, year-round. And I'm just glad that I get to even do sports or, um, or like, running, like, yeah. if you consider <laughs> running a sport, yeah. you know. Um, I'm just glad I get to do things like that. And I know you're, you're pretty athletic, too. You, you ultimate frisbee every tuesday yeah dude that's such a college game but it is fun it is so fun do you play disc golf too yeah uh i dabble um 
I try to go like once a week. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, back home when I was on my cross country team, we kind of made it a thing where um, the upperclassmen kind of showed us how to play, really? you know, disc golf. And then uh, that's kind of one of our outside of practice team bonding things we kind of do. We just go and play disc golf in the areas. But here in like Bowling Green, there's so many disc golf courses. Like all my, all my practices for cross country and track are at disc golf courses. Really? Like basically all of them other than just the ones at the track or when we do uh, going to Mammoth Cave for like yeah. a long run. But yeah, I disc love disc tough, golf. Dude. Like it's, it's, it's re like, uh, it's so much harder than, than just throwing a regular frisbee because you have so many different yeah. ways and you have well, different uh, ways to throw. You can do this way or like that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my roommates, both my roommates are on the Western disc golf team. Uh, and so they're like, so, so into it. Yeah. Uh, and, and they like, they go on trips to like, like, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they went to Clemson, uh, mm -hmm. to play disc golf tournament. Um, and I think that's really fun to see because like one thing about disc golf is that it's free. Uh, you can literally like anybody can just pick up a disc and try it. Yeah, basically. Um, and you don't you don't have that liberty with a lot of sports. Like uh, if it's a team sport, you need a bunch of people to play. Uh, mm -hmm. Or with something like regular golf or bowling, it costs. Yeah. Uh, and disc golf, you just go into the woods. <laughs> yeah, and literally. Throw a disc. And that's kind of how I would say running is too. Like as long yeah. as you got shoes, yeah, you can just go out and do it. Like it's just something you always have access to. Um, being able to just go outside. Um, but yeah, yeah, I love. I love like uh, just playing all sports. I, I never grew up playing like hockey or football, obviously. I wasn't, uh, I'm not built for that, but <laughs> I, I definitely tried, you know, baseball, soccer. Um, I did play golf. Um, Would you say that running is your favorite? Running is definitely my favorite, but I love like playing basketball now. Like back then, like when I was younger, when I stopped playing a lot of those sports around, uh, you know, fifth grade, mm -hmm. um, I didn't, I don't think I had the, the real like maturity to play like <laughs> with a team okay because i just liked like running around and like shooting the ball and just doing whatever you know i wasn't really ready for like team play but um but now if i were to play for like a team or something obviously i wouldn't be like amazing because of my height and just other attributes i don't have but i do love playing basketball i love shooting shooting hoops just by yeah, myself or just playing pig with people um I just love seeing the ball go through the net. Like, yeah. Like, like not to be it's like super feeling. cliche, but man, I love playing and just hearing that swish and it's just, it's really fun. So I love playing basketball, love watching basketball, of course. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to the NBA just, just real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Your bulls, bro. They're struggling. What's going to happen this off season? Surely you break up the, the big three, right? I'm okay with losing Vucevic. I've never really been the biggest fan of him, but I feel like we have the most talented team on paper and we can't be successful. And that's, that's what's kind of alarming to me. Like you have Zach Levine or Zach Levine, DeMar, you have Patrick Beverly. We got Caruso, Derek Jones, Jr. Uh, Kobe White is really good. Pat um, Willie. Pat Williams. He's, he's developing into a great player. I, I don't, I don't know why there's Andre Drummond a, and Andre Drummond you have him, <laughs> and we even had Tristan Thompson for a while and, uh, Drogic too. It's like, yeah. how are we not like being successful with, with any of these? And I know you can't just always throw players together and not be successful. Like you can with just having like Kevin Durant join a team, like right. the Suns. But I'm okay with breaking up Vooch. I, I want to keep trying with Zach and Damar. I really do. Um, I love Kobe and uh, yeah, Kobe White, Patrick Williams, I don't want to get rid of, but I'm okay with uh, trying out to get some new, new players yeah. other than that. And I, I'd love to, tr again, try a little bit with Patrick Beverly too while we just got him. Uh, you guys were the one seed for like half of the year last season. January first, twenty twenty two. Yeah, we that's when that's seed. when Demar hit that that he hit back to back, back buzzer. To back game runners, yeah. Uh, and I thought I thought I was like Bulls are back. Like that, like Demar's averaging uh like a thirty piece every night. Basically, yeah. Zach Levine yeah. is actually looking like a good defender for the first time in his career. Uh, you guys look great. Yeah. And then you come into this season and it's just like. You're shooting for the play, which which you, you had a you had a tough finish to last season. Yeah, I mean, but then this yeah. year it's just I I don't know. Uh, I think my thing with that is you gave up two firsts and Wendell Carter to get Vucevic, and now you're just gonna let him let him go. I mean, practically for nothing because you you'll have to trade him. But well, he so he was on the Magic before he came. Yes, and he was great. He was he was an All Star that you traded for him. Was it that year? I don't know if it was the year before. Or the it might have been the year before, but, but yeah, so. 
we were expecting something uh, great for that. And, you know, we got rid of some of the other pieces like uh, Felicio. I don't know if you know anything about Felicio. I do know but, Cristiano Felicio. <laughs> but we don't have him. But yeah, we got rid of him. <laughs> Wendell Carter Jr. wasn't a fan at the time, but he's, he, he's all right now. Um, you know, Thaddeus Young, we lost him too. Giving up Daniel Gafford. But Daniel Gafford, that was a mistake. I think so. I think that was a mistake. And then Daniel Tice, I don't even know where, where he went. I think he's he might be out of the league, but he went um, to Houston. He I don't remember where that. Yeah, something happened with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping they can they can do something right soon. But uh, if you remember when after those those game winners that Demar Derozan hit, um, that that at that point the Celtics were the ninth seed. Really. And as you know, they made the finals. They went, yeah. So they ended up climbing the ranks up to, I don't know what seed they were, but they were either one, two, or three, and then made the finals after being the 10th seed January yeah. 1st. I remember that. They went on a crazy run. Uh, I, um, I I watched this this one guy on YouTube um, who, who just talks about NBA uh, mm -hmm. every morning about the, the Every slate. morning? Uh, usually every morning. About the slate from the night before. Gotcha. Um, okay. And so uh, I remember he, he went on TNT. Uh, and and um, they asked him, uh, the TNT guys asked him, like, Kenny, if you had to choose one team uh, that would surprise us all and, and make this big run, who would you choose? And Kenny was like, I'm all in on the Celtics. Like, legit, like, I'm not just choosing them to answer the question. I think the Celtics are making the finals. And, and I listened to his points, and I'm bought in. And I was like, this team's actually really, really nice. Uh, Ime Yadoka was a, like he's a nice coach he might not be the greatest human but yeah. um and and so like i mean that run was was epic and it was surprising but not that i saw it coming but i was like like this 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 is the celtics team like i can see this happening mm -hmm. um and man that was a fun finals yeah like golden state versus boston like these these old boys versus these new yeah guys. that's so cool it was a great matchup yeah. And it's cool that they actually got to work out with uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum because you know there's a lot of whole struggling with like everyone was saying you got to trade one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so having like the two alphas on the team is kind of what I was hoping with uh, DeRozan and Levine, but it's it's not the same. But they they were averaging like the same amount of points. Uh, They're both like 26. I think they both had like 26 and a half points a game uh, the season before this one. I don't know how how this year ended, but. Yeah, struggling in the plan. Yeah, uh, I think there's definitely some moves you have to make. Um, I like Bill, Billy Donovan, um, and I like um, Carney Sovas. I can't say his first name, but but your your GM, AK. Um, I trust. Like I, I think Bulls are gonna be back. Yeah. Um, and so I guess we'll see. That's all you can do is just have trust, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like speaking of like trust, like how. Like, I, I don't really know much of your story on how you, you came to, to know Christ. If you, you don't have to give, like, a whole testimony, oh, but I'm just kind of curious. a good transition. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, first of all, Brad, let me say, um, I am, I love, I love this podcast. Uh, I love that you're doing this, and I love seeing how much joy it brings you. Um, love it. But one of the things that I love most about it is that um, you do get into, um, you do like getting uh, a believers on this podcast and you like talking about their faiths, um, a platform to uh, open up and to, you know, maybe, maybe reach people and talk to people that haven't heard the story of Christ, haven't heard the gospel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the Lord, the Lord opened my eyes, um, in 2020. Um, so not, not that long ago, uh, it was during COVID. Um, I, I went to church with a friend, um, right before COVID, um, and then COVID hit, and man, I was so alone. Um, so you said you went to church like right before COVID. So. Yeah, yeah, it was about the end of twenty, uh, the end of twenty nineteen. Uh, I started semi regularly going to church. So what what made you go? You just wanted to go with your friend? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, just getting to spend more time, you know, with my friends. I thought it was I thought it was a hangout. Okay. Uh, I yeah. went to church, but like I didn't I didn't understand like that you're supposed to listen to the message or that. You know, you're supposed to uh, open your heart and find joy in something. Right, like I just right. went because I thought we were playing dodgeball, uh, yeah, and I yeah. thought, you know, I thought I got to wear my nicest clothes and mm -hmm. go show off for the ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, COVID hit, and and man, I was so alone. Um, truth be told, I I um, 
had I you know I had I had friends that were really nice, uh, but I just didn't see it. Like I I, I felt so alone uh, in my own life, and then uh, COVID confirmed that. Like not only was it, did I feel alone, but I I actually was alone. Like we couldn't go outside, yeah. we couldn't be with people, uh, and so I was in this really bad state of like like what the heck like where am I who am I yeah, where are you supposed what to am now? I doing um like well I don't want to feel this way like what why do I feel like there's nobody in the world that I can just like be with uh and talk to and and have a friendship with um and so I got bored um I started reading I started I opened my bible um, one verse that stuck out to me, which I didn't understand the context, and, and uh, you know, I took the Bible at face value in, instead of peering into the truths that it really behold. But but Luke one thirty seven says, "For God can do anything," uh, and so I looked at that and I was like, "God can do anything. Give me friends. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna start trying to find friends. Yeah, yeah. Give me what I want. Yeah." And so I started reading the Bible, uh, and I was like, "Hang on." I can, like, this this Jesus guy actually is, like, someone that I'd want to spend time with. Like, like he's actually going to these, these people that feel lost. He's going to these people that feel alone. He's going to these people that are broken. And, and he's just meeting with them and talking with them. And, and so, um, I, I sort of, I, it felt like I was developing a relationship with a book. It's like I, I kept wanting to go uh, and, and read the Bible every day because I sort of felt like I had this friendship. Mm -hmm. um, but little did I see that that's like that's the invitation. Yeah, that's yes, yes. that's what it is. Um, and it's not that I that I was developing a relationship with a book. Um, it's that I was a developing a relationship with the living God, um, with with He who who created me and all of this world. Um, it wasn't something that I was making up in my mind. It wasn't um, because I was so alone. You know, I was I was having to go to this book, and, and that's what where that feeling came from. It's that I actually was making a relationship with a living being. Yeah. Um, so so God opened my eyes, and during COVID, uh, He showed me my sin. Um, he showed me who I was, my myself, uh, my own sin, which reflected in the Bible, and I saw that. But I saw Jesus meet with those with those people, uh, with those sinners, and and I saw my Savior, uh, the way, the truth, the life, um, the hope that I was longing for. I found it. Yeah, and that that's what we're, you know, kind of where you were saying what you were lacking, like uh, being with friends and being in community with other people. Like that's exactly what. Um, like Jesus was doing when yeah. he was there. He was meeting with people, talking with people. Um, and um, that that's what's so great about like having a church. It's like, again, we're made to be in relationship with one another. And that's, that's what the church has. It's like we have the fellowship with, with not just, uh, just what might've been your, your initial reason to go just to hang out with people. Yeah. But now like, you know, we both go to the same church. We both go to Rich Pond. Like now we have those, those people that we're both honoring like the same the same thing we kind of have the same goal yeah. in mind of like worshiping worshiping god not not just because it's it's the uh, an easy way to kind of handle stressful situations but it's because it's it's the way to get through those yeah. like hard situations god god is a a relational god and you see that in the very um uh being of god uh god is not just uh, a singular he is, but God comes in, in three ways. He comes as the Father, as the Son, as the Holy Spirit. Uh, these three parts, uh, these three uh, uh, forms of God almost working yeah, and three being people. three people working in relation. Um, uh, we, 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 uh, I create man. Uh, man is, sorry, man is made in the image of our likeness. Like you see these, uh, the Trinity uh, and you see the relation. And so when you see God being a relational being and you, you see God wanting to be in relation with us and you see that in Genesis when God seeks Adam and Eve after they hid from him, then you understand that God also wants his people to be in relation with one another. And I think oftentimes, um, especially young believers, uh, they think, 
um, you know, my my walk with God is just between me and God. Like all I all I need is Jesus. And and at the foundation, that is absolutely that is true. true. That is absolutely true. Um, but uh, in a, in a believer's life, as we walk, we are we are called and uh, and encouraged uh, to be with one another. Um, that's something that I didn't understand. Uh, yeah. Yes. That I completely missed until I came to college, until I came to Rich Palm Baptist. Um, and there's so many, there's so many people, uh, typically older, that are so much wiser than me. Um, that man, if I just like humble myself and, and I'm willing to listen to them, they've got so much. Like they, the Lord has blessed them with so much wisdom and knowledge uh, that they can then lay on me. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. And that's that's kind of where I was at in like because I, I would I would go to church and I listen to the message and I'm like all right that's a that's a good message that's cool and then my life wasn't really really changed by it um, and then there was a point where I just like I kind of only went on Easter and Christmas Eve those were kind of those were kind of my my two uh, appointments meeting with with God and that was kind of it for like a year you know yeah. like I would still pray and trust in Him and uh, tell my problems and you know pray. And all that but it was uh very stagnant in my faith where it was so one-sided it was just me kind of asking for things that i wanted or um things that I, that i was thankful for which are good things to do for praying and having that relationship to grow but again there there wasn't growth and it wasn't until i came here where um to bowling green where i realized that um it's more than just my singular relationship like you said we're, we're called to go out um share the gospel and, you know, it might not be comfortable all the time to, to go and do that. There's, you know, uh, again, like what you said, in the Bible, it, it points out our sin. It points out what, like, it makes us uncomfortable. That's, that's, that's why there's times we don't want to read it or we have other things in mind yeah. that we want to do. But, you know, the Bible is, like, as proven through all the, the prophecies that every single one came true and everything confirms one another, you know, I, like, this is all... This is all nonfiction. Like this is this is what my life should be should be based around, um, as it honors the God who created me, yeah. you know, and glorifying Him is the main thing. So just there's things that are uncomfortable that we don't want to do. Um, we don't want to give up a lot of things that that we like to do for Him. But as long as we're making Him not just added into our life but the center, that's that's where we're headed in the right direction for yeah. our trajectory and in, in worshiping Him. Yeah. Um... It's it's really tough uh, for a non-believer to, to hear the story of a believer and be like, oh, I believe that happened, or I believe that actually had the impact. A, a lot of times people think that Christians are like brainwashed or they're uh, kind of believing into this, this thing um, uh, that's not really there. Um, but, but truthfully, um, God, God, like God works uh, in our souls. Um, like he pierces our hearts. Um, and when you do feel that, uh, when you get a taste of the good, like you can't ever go back, um, truly. Uh, and, and it's a beautiful feeling. And, and one thing that I, I think about a lot is like, I, I, I struggle sometimes with, uh, with my words and just being clear. Uh, and so when I'm, when I'm sharing my faith with others, like I think, my words, like I wish, I wish I can better communicate with my words, so that I can mm -hmm. better express this relationship and what God has done in my life. Uh, and so sometimes I think, like, I wish I could just take this feeling and put it in you, because, yes, yes. like, I get word, like, words are used by everybody. It's not just Christians, and so eventually, words kind of lose meaning to some people, uh, and words only have so much of an effect. But, but, and, and the way Paul puts it, it's not the words; it's the power of the gospel. Um, and 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 so that idea. Um, that our words are limited, uh, and yet God, God still uses them. Like our words are still feet are, are so feeble, yet God still uses them. Uh, it's, it's really awesome. And it, uh, it's really encouraging to me because again, I'm not super clear. Yeah. Um, but knowing, uh, how God works, knowing how, um, how he calls people, how he opens their eyes. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, and that, that's what I love about sharing and just learning how to share like my faith like with other people is that I know that I can't I can't directly like change anyone. And you might be able to think like, oh, if I just tell this person this, it might work. But really, it's all up to it's all up to God, and he, He's the only one who can really soften their hearts. But we're just kind of the, the vessels to share. Yeah. Um, 
share his his his, uh, his mission that he wants us to to do to glorify him. You know, sharing the gospel and why Jesus had to die for us and not just like he had to die for us and not knowing why. It's like knowing why that we are we have sin and that separates us from him, and that turning away and truly understanding what it means to follow and seeking him out. That's that's where you you uh, you kind of learn and growing and how to how to find those words to share with people. But again, going back, like we, we can't really change anyone. Um, we can only do our best to, to share and to see what the Holy Spirit can do in, in guiding us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the picture of us being vessels, um, I love. Um, because, you know, even though God doesn't need us, he, he still uses us. Um, and and like that's a, that's a really nice feeling. You talked about a little bit earlier that that you know we're called to sometimes do the uncomfortable things and that's that's true uh in this world there are things that that uh make us uncomfortable that lead us to anxiety and of course that's all because of sin um but in second corinthians uh, uh paul writes that god is the god of all comfort uh and so even when we are uncomfortable um when we're trying to accomplish the mission of god we can run back to god and find that comfort and yeah. find it in him like uh, and it, this is going to sound so cliche, but truly, God is uh, the the solution, the answer to to everything. Um, and you know, the reality is that uh, we will we will find that out. Everyone will will find that out um, someday. Uh, he's inviting us, everyone, to find out right now. Um, but we all will find out eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. Like, I always kind of go back to, like, like at any moment, you could you could die. Like a know? thief in the like, night. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's very real, and people don't want to have those conversations because it's real. And, again, with reading the Bible, like, it points out yourself. Like, you don't want to read that, but that's just, like, the truth. And the truth is, like, what points us like, to God, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I also wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to shift gears again, unless you have anything else to talk about no. with, with that. Let's shift. Um, so we we both have had like decently long hair, and, and so okay. what what do you like you you like having it longer? Your hair goes out a little bit more when it's longer. A little bit, yeah. I I went for more of like a little bit longer route. Your hair was everywhere, bro. It was all over the I place, mean... and I was I was willing to deal with it, but. Um, it was fun and I, I, I do like it. I definitely want to try again um, in doing that because I love the, the journey of like seeing progress and uh, you know, it's not really progress of me like working, but like, you know, waiting for sure. it. It grows out, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I you that. don't have to do anything. It just, it just gets longer. Yeah. Um, do you like how your, your hair is now or do you like it when it was like longer? I'm just curious because um, when people cut their hair, I, I always want to wonder why. Yeah. Um, I... Um... I actually kind of liked it when it was long. Um, I, I really like the idea of having a flow, uh, like mm -hmm. the the surfer boy hair. Yeah. Um, I don't think it necessarily fits my personality, but I, I really like the idea of having it. Um, so many people told me to cut it. <laughs> so many people were like, man, this is yeah. not the look. And then uh, what really got me to cut it, because uh, I grew it out um, about a year and a couple months, um, but what really got me to cut it was my professor uh I'm a broadcasting major um and so my professor we were filming something on camera and he was like dude you look terrible like if you're gonna do it <laughs> he anything, said that yeah like, he was like which dang. he's so real but he was like yeah like dude if you're if you want to be on tv like you gotta get that you gotta get that off like you gotta cut that's that that's crazy um and we were we were filming something in broadcasting we have to make a reel and so we can send it out to like news stations and so we were filming stuff for our reel that day uh, or the next week and he was like like I really I Trevor I'm telling you just cut it for next week like please man yeah. and so I was like dang <laughs> I guess it's gotta go yeah I'm surprised he was so real with you about it like yeah. there's no but, thank goodness no because um I did look back and Sometimes I'll, I'll, I think, what was I doing? Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. was I doing? Yeah, like always, it's kind of like when you're in the, the present moment of like yourself, you kind of think like you're fine and then you look back and you're like, wait, I look like that? Like, yeah. What? And I definitely feel like that too sometimes. I was going to ask how you felt because I think you had one of the most unique hairstyles I've ever seen, which is just like everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just, Brad, your hair was everywhere. Dude, that's the thing. Like I was, I was willing to like, 
um, to push through like the times where I'm like, man, like, like you know, the awkward stage of when you're growing it yeah. and it just, it's a lot to take care of and like maintain and whatever. But I'm like, if I can just do the minimum work and still have it, it's, it's just, it's going to be fun, you know? And I liked running with like the long hair and just having it like fly around and it just, it's kind of like a freeing feeling. Like it, it's fun because, um, like in a way I had like actually like some pride with it. We're like, wow, like some people just can't. Uh, go through the time of it growing it out really? but I'm like I'm gonna push through it and get to this point wow um so in a way you could look at it like that but it's also uh, again with like the progress where like if I'm gonna start something I'm gonna commit to it and go all the way yeah I don't wanna I, I feel like I bring this up a lot of my podcasts like if I if I start something I don't just want to do it for a couple months and then you know I kind of get sick of it and then it's just like it's like well what was the point of me doing that like I got to try it out but um it's fun if you can actually stay with it and continue to grow in it yeah. if it's something you like doing and worth it. I just feel like, um, like especially with hair, it's that it's that idea of like, yeah, I want to try this out, mm -hmm. but then you get to the point where you originally planned to cut it or something, and then you're like, well, I want to I want to try it out even more. Like I want to mm -hmm. I want to keep seeing. Yeah. And so yes. it's this idea of like, there's always going to be more. Uh, which like, how do you like how do you handle that when there's always more? Like yeah, yeah. there has to be a breaking point eventually. Um, and, and that goes for a lot of things, not just hair. It's like, uh, you always want more, uh, which is born in sin sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you I always want more. Uh, actually, I just read a quote this morning. Um, uh, I forgot who it was. It might have been from Paul Washer, if, if you know him. Uh, but but uh, the quote was, was reading, if you're not content with what you have right now, you're not going to be content when it's doubled or if it's doubled. Mm. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of facts. And, and we always want it to, to, to be to, for more and more. Uh, but then when we get there, we're like, well, I want more. Or, yeah. I, want, I'll, I keep wanting more. You just more. keep feeding it. Um, and so That's uh, what it is with everything, with things. Like, yeah. You, you get a new pair of shoes, like, okay, well, I want these shoes. I want this. I yeah. Want that. So, yeah, again, I always have to kind of make sure I'm, like, being content with, like, where I am with not like just how I look because you know you can only care so much about how you look um and yeah I try to like just make sure like I don't care too much about that because it just doesn't really matter like it it, it doesn't really matter but ultimately um yeah ultimately uh but yeah just like with with things in general I think it's always kind of a battle to be like all right am I content with like where where I'm at because it's just like what you said like later or now it's it's not it's not really too much of a difference in terms of like it's just going back to like like heaven is eternity and this life is so mm. short. Yeah. yeah, just trying to have that perspective with it. Um, you know, that's all I was gonna say about that. I think one thing we struggle with um, as a people is nearsightedness, uh, and it's this idea that like we have something in our hearts that we want so badly. Not just with sight. Like, actually, sorry. Yeah, I, I know what you're okay, saying. I, I know, I know what you're saying. I said it enough. Okay. Like narrow-mindedness. Yeah, it's like we want something so much in our hearts. Um, that we could receive or that we could, uh, uh, you know, earn or, or get later on. But, like, we want it so much right now that we can't even fathom not getting it right now. Like, we don't even want a picture having to wait two, three years uh, where it's, like, something we want right now. And then you, then I think that's what leads you to, like, um, that's what leads you to anxiety. And that's what leads you to uh, trying to make mm. deals with God. Or that's what leads you... Uh, to yeah. a lot of these things you're like I need something now like how do I get it now mm -hmm. um, because like we don't we don't see like we struggle so much to just see past uh, what's in front of us uh, we struggle to understand that you know patience is tough of course but but if I wait now then, then I can get it later um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things in, in all human hearts that we have like a unified struggle with uh, and, and Paul is pretty clear on some of them um, as we're going through Romans and, and Rich Vaughn. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see that. Yeah. Um, but there are some things that we all struggle with. Uh, and again, it's going to be a cliche, cliche answer, but, you know, looking to Christ is, is the solution. And, and, and um, like with that nearsightedness, you know, if we look to him and see that, that he is a God in control, he is sovereign with providence over everything. Um, hopefully we can find that patience. Sorry, I don't know. I just walked in a circle. But... No, you're good. Yeah, no, we're just, we're talking about this, anything comes yeah. to mind, anything we want to talk about. But yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that actually. 
Um, I, I've seen that a lot in Romans too. I can I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, if we just kind of want to to close, is is there anything that God has been teaching you, or anything else that you wanted to say about just anything that we've been talking about with Christianity or God or anything? Yeah. Uh, the uh, the community aspect that we talked about with the church uh, has been on my heart a lot. Um, like seeing seeing the need. Uh, to grow in, in my own relationship and understanding that that's going to come from the wisdom that God has placed in the hearts of other uh, believers. Uh, and so for me, that takes uh, intentionality and that takes effort to reach out, willing to get out of my comfort zone. Um, I think something else uh, that I've had a burden for is the idea of discipleship as a whole. Um, the yeah. idea of um, personal growth as a disciple uh, and seeing how that growth, uh, how God uh, typically allows that growth to happen through a one-on-one -on -one relationship. One of my favorite verses um, is, is in 1 Thessalonians 2.8. Um, Paul writes, So we were so affectionately desirous of you that we were ready not only to share the gospel of God with you, but also our own lives. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have this idea that, that a relationship um, in Christ, a discipleship, isn't just sharing the gospel, isn't just talking about the word, but it's also coming together as brothers and it's sharing your whole life with one another. Um, sometimes I think we get uh, we get so caught up in the idea of like, I just need to, to share the gospel and I just need to tell uh, people about their sin, their need of a savior. And of course they need to hear that. Um, but sometimes we do, I think, need to just slow down and be like, relationships again going back god is a relational god he wants us to build relationships he wants those he wants us to have those relationships uh and so it takes really just kind of slowing down and understanding um i need to tell people about the gospel and i need to to share it with them but sometimes god um uh, the best way to to share the gospel is through a relationship and through yeah. actions yeah and going back to foundation like you need that foundation with him first mm -hmm. And that's how you will be helped to be equipped to share with other people the gospel. Yeah. And like again, just sharing that with other people for the community. Um, yeah, I, I definitely see that. That's something I'm always trying to trying to work on. And yeah. Uh, yeah, just in Christianity, like as a whole, that's something I kind of need to realize. Like slowing down and seeing like where I'm at, uh, going back, being equipped. Um, yeah, I think. I think there's always a, a positive side of having that eagerness to want to share, but yeah. Yeah, slowing down is definitely something that's necessary. Yeah, there's there's always going to be um, stuff that we need to grow on as believers. Oh, yeah. Like, we're yeah. always going to... Uh, and so, uh, the most important thing is not... Um, the most important thing is not seeing, like, where specifically do I need to grow. The most important thing is understanding I need to grow um, and trust that the Lord is going to take you and, and help you with all these situations. Yeah, trust. Everything. <laughs> like, you were placed... Uh, where you are for a reason and everything around you is for a reason to glorify mm -hmm. our creator and once you really believe that you'll you'll see that change in your life you will it will be changed you will and and yeah i hope i hope listeners if uh if you are unbelievers that that uh that you can see that and and look into the word and see that for yourself yeah just seeking him out and seeing if seeing if like uh just if what you really believe like lines up like um check out to check out uh or seek out god see see uh, see if he's uh check him out just yeah i don't even know what else Give to say chance. just seek him out go yeah. see you check out the bible talk to someone um you know i know like like us and everyone else we're all we're all pretty um open to wanting to share of course share our love for christ because it's not it's not like something to where we're trying to make ourselves like look better it's like we actually want to share this because we care about other people yeah you know that's part of god's command i know you're trying to end can i can i say some another thing go ahead. i know you're trying to eat you're good you're good man this might be a long one um let's hear this i, I know you got class soon so you got whatever i'm all right <laughs> you're fine bro. i'm all right it's the end of the year you're fine. <laughs> it's um i i have an analogy real fast uh that i think i remember who it's from and uh i'm a little nervous to say uh i'm pretty sure it's from joshua bassett do you know who that is uh, sounds really familiar. Joshua Bassett, he was on High School Musical, the musical, the series. Uh, and he, like, dated Olivia Rodrigo and, and then, like, Sabrina. I don't know the whole the whole story. But okay. uh, quite recently, he um, he confessed to be a believer. And he got baptized. Uh, 
Uh, oh, that's and, so cool. And yeah, he accepted Christ. Um, but but analogy that he had is if uh, you're in a town uh, where there's just a massive massive drought, uh, and you know that you know without without water, like you're going to die. Like it's like everyone knows they're going to die. Um, some people come up to come up. I'll, I'll say it's me. I'm in this town, massive drought. Some people come up to me and they say. Uh, there's there's this well of water right outside of town, and all you have to do is go out there. Um, but I'm like, no, there's not a well. Like if there if there was a well, everyone would be out there. Like I'm not. Why would I believe that? Oh, um, I see. But there's there's some stores uh, like in the middle of town where they're selling. Where they they say they they're selling water, um, uh, but it costs like so much money. So you go and you give all you can, uh, and it's just this little bit. It's like barely any water at all, and so you drink it. Uh, it, you, you put your tongue in it, I guess, because it's like no water. Um, and, and you're like, okay, that felt good for, for a second, but boom, I'm already thirsty again. Like, I need more. But you've given everything. Like, you, you have nothing left. Um, and so you see that that's not going to satisfy you. Like, 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 that's not going to last at all. But you keep, uh, these people keep telling you, there is a well of water right outside. Like, mm -hmm. just go to it. Like, like it is there. Yeah. Go to it. It will provide Just go forever. over there. Go check it out. And so finally you're like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll go to that well. And so you go to the well. You go outside of town. You look for that well. It's there, man. Like there is a well of water. Not not just any water, but lasting, satisfying mm -hmm. water that you can continue to go to. And, and, and when you're struggling, like you can go to this well that provides. Yeah, and it, it will always be there. Yeah, and it will all yeah, it's always gonna be there. Who who would I be if I found that well and I did not tell others about it? Who would I be if I found that well and I went back into the town and I just kept it to myself? Yeah, just keep it like to I'm, there is a drought. I'm leading people to death, and I know it. And I'm not going to tell them about the well. Um, yeah. So that the well is Jesus. Yes. Uh, it's it's John four, the woman in the well. It's the John four. It's the living water. Um, and 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 that is that is both for a believer and an unbeliever. There is this well. Um, that will be there that that uh, is plentiful that satisfies um, that is true that is the way to life um, there's people saying it's this other stuff it's people trying to sell you this other yeah. stuff that yeah. that you know is not not real but but everyone else is going to it so you're going to do it um, but there is a well and then for believers like I know there's a well there I have to tell people about this yes. like I have to yeah because, because you know, you know how great it is. Like, like, like everyone's looking for this thing, and you have it. It's like, guys, stop looking. It's right here. It's right, yeah. And and the, kind of going back, uh, I'm just, I don't know if I'm adding anything to this analogy, but like, kind Let's of what, what you said about the store. Like, everyone can see the stores. Like, they're all there. But when you hear about like that well, like they might be like, hey, look over here, and you look over, and you're like, I don't really see it. Yeah. It's like you have to go over there. You have to go and see it. And yeah. I like. I guess you could say I've always been a believer. I've always believed in God. Um, but in the sense of actually walking with him and understanding, that's that's only within the last year and a couple months. Yeah. And so I can kind of understand where I wasn't fully on board. Like, I understand where people are coming from. Because, like, for us, since since we are believers and, like, we, we understand, like, Jesus and who he is and wanting to learn more because uh, we know, like, how, how awesome, like, God's grace is, um, it's kind of easy for us to say like, Hey, go do it, go do it. But in the same way where you hear like, uh, like a, a salesman going around, they're like, you're just like, okay, yeah, you're just trying to give us something, but we're trying to share it because we know how much our lives have been changed by yeah. it. So we, we want to share that with other people. I mean, that's the thing. Like a salesman will get something out of it. Like if they sell you something, they're going to get commission. They're going to get a, a part of that. They're going to get money for that. It's true. But with yes. us, like what, like, what are we getting out of like we're not getting something because we're telling you we're, we're doing it because we love you yes, uh, yeah. because we we see where your your state we see your need uh and that's not that's not something just to you like everyone is in need everyone is in this same state and we yeah. see it because god has has shown us and so we're just telling yeah. you about it. yeah and that, that's what jesus did he came down and he showed the truth like we're, we're trying to do that in the same way we we won't be anywhere near as perfect as, as he was or perfect at all, but um, you know, in the same way where um, like he, he showed us, um, we, we wanna show that with other people. So yeah, that's all. That's all I gotta say about that. Do you have anything else? 
No, that's that. That was great. That, that was I just witnessing that whole thing where you said like you're. I can totally tell you're so passionate. And you, you understand that like that perfect analogy. That that's great. Yeah. Um, I think, Brad. I'm so. If you need to cut it off, then you're good, man. Um, uh, so going back to when I was an unbeliever, like I didn't like I had like no interest in my life. Like yeah. I didn't like I like sports. Um, I like like hot chocolate a lot for some reason. Okay, uh, but, I did too. Hot chocolate's awesome. But beyond that, like I really didn't care about anything. Um, and then when 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 the Lord opened my eyes, uh, when the Lord saved me, it's like all of a sudden I have this deep, deep passion and love for something. And like that's one of the reasons why I know that that the Holy Spirit that Jesus said that he sent to put in the hearts of those who believe in him is real. And that's how I believe that there is a God that, that knows me and that, that is moving within me. It's because I, I don't love anything in this world. And yet, and yet all of a sudden, like, it's like the next day, uh, it's like, boom, like love God, love your neighbor. And it's like, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you read passages like 2 Corinthians 5, where you're a new creation completely. You read John 2, where Jesus uh, changes water into wine. Like, you see this uh, immediate new birth happen. Uh, yeah, there's no delay. It's like, it's right there. And, and, and But it's, it's, it's like a new creation. Like, it is a real change. Um, and that's not to say that none of my old self is there. Like, I still like sports. I still like hot chocolate. Um, <laughs> But, but this new love that he has given me for himself, um, like it is evidence for being a new creation. Uh, and, and this kind of goes back, you know, people don't believe us. People don't believe our own personal experiences and testimonies. Um, but like, I can't, I can't make this up. Like, I can't make up this heart that he has given me, this new heart. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. It's so great. Like. Like, I, I still remember, like, understanding how I made running, like, such an idol. Like, that was my thing. Like, I, I, I still love running. I'm still on, like, the team. But it's, it's not my main thing anymore. Yeah. And that's not to say I lost, like, all competitive spirit because I know it doesn't matter. Like, no, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still, like, competing. I still put my time and energy into it. But it's not, it's not the main thing. My, my overall goal is different. It's to share the gospel with with everyone who I'm, I'm encountering yeah and of course not every single person but you know trying to get relationships and uh just share with other people like as, as much as i can without being overboard you know um because you know we, we're all called to to share the the word of god in, in an appropriate manner um and uh yeah it's like realizing that running was running was here and then god was here that that's when i realized uh that when, when I did get injured, um, I, I had nothing. Like yeah. all my eggs were in that basket. Yeah. And God was just off to the side just when I needed him. But now, now that I'm back, back well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like injured right now, but I can still physically run and, um, that, and that's okay. Like while I'm kind of injured, it's not, it's not it's nothing crazy. It's, it's, I'm gonna be healed soon. But um, while I don't have that right now, it's, it's okay. Because my hope's not in, in running. My hope is in, in Christ and that, that's where I can set my eyes to. There, there's no fear of, of death. There's no fear of how my life's gonna go because I have the trust in him. And it's not a guaranteed, comfortable, easy life. No. But I know that that's, that, is, that is the way. You know, John 14, six, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Like, like I know I have to, like Jesus is the way. Yeah. And that's, that's, where, that's where my head has to be at. And uh, like you said, there's still, there's still like uh, sin in our life. We can't completely get rid of it. Um, there's things we we like to do that we have to make sure not to not to make idols and um, the other sins we, we're trying to stay away away from and that's just another reason why we need Jesus now and we're not just saved um, as soon as we accept Christ or no no we're, we're saved but in terms of like sin like sin isn't completely gone yet that's that's once um, that's once once we actually die like that's when we're fully sanctified so we're just continually um, in the process of, of sanctification and growing in Christ and like I said that's that's why we we need him and it's not just like oh I accept Christ and all my life is perfect and there's no sin like we still need him um and each it's, it's and every day each and every day yeah and to glorify him and you know denying yourself taking up your cross and just living for him and it's uh again it's uh it's hard it's hard to do it but 
um, because naturally we're gonna go the other way. Like we mm -hmm. want to go the other way, but it's it's so nice when when we when you see that, like, he won't cast us out. Like Christ has us forever, and that is that is what's so special about it is that anyone can come to him at any time. He's always knocking on the door, just waiting for you to to let him in. And then once you do, you will really experience the joy. Yeah. Wow, what a word. Fun. Love talking about this. Yeah. It's so fun. This is, this is why I do this. I love having these conversations. And, you know, I can't have all the super personal conversations like on here, but ones like this that other people I think can benefit from, whether it's whether it's NBA or Christianity, like anything on the spectrum, uh, want I want people to hear about it. So um, this has been The Right Track and Trevor Champion. I'm so glad we got to do this. Thank you, Brad. And it was fun. Hopefully we can have you on another time. I love it. Thanks, everyone. Peace out.